what I found by being very consistent and doing very basic things that were easy to do, but also easy not to do over time, that needle started to move. Welcome to the Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I am your host, Mindy Wender Querio, and I'm a small town go-to girl next door who is obsessed with helping others see more for themselves so they can thrive in all areas of life. I love researching all the things like wellness, mindset, relationships, you name it. If I'm obsessed with it, I get hyper-focused on it and I research the crap out of it, and then I share it with you. If those are things that you're also obsessed with, then keep listening and let's become new best friends. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Obsessed or Not Interested show. I'm your host, Mindy Wonder Querio, and today's topic is consistency. And I know that doesn't maybe sound so exciting, but trust me, this is one of those topics that can get applied to fitness, saving money, marriage, like every area of your life. So let's get into it. So for an example, why consistency in my life has really like, I was sold on this right away. I started a business. I was 24 or 25 years old, right? New mom. I think Lane was like eight months old and I had no business background. If you guys heard the episode of my story, I had no business background. I had no, I was broke. I had no fitness. I wasn't a fitness professional. I didn't have like a before and after. I wasn't at my ideal like fitness where I wanted to be anyways. You know what I mean? I wasn't even working out. I just had started working out again when I started this business, by the way. And I decided I wanted to do something different because I did not, the pain of where I was at in my life and leaving my son for 50 hours a week and being stressed and broke and all those things, that pain started to be greater than the pleasure which is the comfort zone, being comfortable where I was because I don't have to move outside my comfort zone. I don't have to put myself out there. I don't have to try to learn a new skill. All those things are like comfy, right? That's the pleasure. Well, the pain of all those other things started to outweigh that. So now I'm like, okay, I work 50 hours a week. I'm a new mom. Well, newish, right? But I need to do something different. And that was starting my own business. So I had none of the background or nothing going for me, right? But here I am. Okay, I'll do it. And you know what's something that I have to say has been beneficial to me in my life is that I will put myself out there and do things even though I used to be shy or I used to be insecure, things like that. I will do it if if you know when it's not about me. You know what I mean? So even though I might look stupid, even though I might get made fun of, I don't care. Those people are paying my bills. So side note, If there's something that you want to do in your life, start a business, start a podcast, start posting certain things on social media to try to inspire other people, whatever it is that you're, you're interested in, or that you're as part of your dreams or your goals, but you have fear holding you back. I want you to start reframing how you think about that, your perspective about why you have fear over this, your perspective on this needs to change because you're too focused on you. When you start to change your focus and put it on the changes that could have on your family, your children, like the legacy you leave your children or your happiness and joy, and there's, the list could go on. You need to have that outweigh 
your fear or your, oh, I don't want to get made fun of. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm from a small town and I feel like I hate to say this because I love my small town and it's great, right? But I feel like people are so more likely to judge you and maybe in your friend group as well can kind of feel like small town feel. And people want to make fun of you and you're scared of what other people are going to think because people are judgmental. We got to, who cares? They don't pay your bills. They have their opinions have nothing to do with how your, for my, for, for me, for example, if I was scared about that and what my small town was going to think about me, which there was tons of people that talk crap about me. There's tons of people in our friend group, even, even that made fun of me. I didn't care because they don't pay my bills how Lane's upbringing is going to be and what I can provide for them, for him and my, you know, and then I eventually had more children. I I mean, okay. Are they paying for my Disney vacation? Mm, no. So I just want to encourage you if fear is holding you back, can you please just work on reframing that thought and have a different perspective? Okay. Just take the first step. So after I took that first step, what happened? I had to learn new skills, right? I had to learn about what what this business was about, how I was going to grow my business, how do I earn with this business? And I have never been afraid of doing the work as long as it's not boring, as long as I'm interested in it. Not that it's not boring, as long as that it's something that interests me. And at that moment, and still to this day, I am very interested in wellness and fitness and helping other people Knowing that I'm not a professional, knowing that I don't have a before and after, knowing that I'm not like this ideal, I don't have like this ideal model body whatsoever, knowing all that, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to, I want to help other women like me, that it's possible for you to have energy, to feel good, to do all these things. So I need to learn these things. That was interest, that that was, that had my attention. So I was, I'm not scared to work. I love to work. Actually, I love to research. I love to learn new skills. But what scared me is the fear of what other people were going to think about me and the fear of falling, failing and the fear, those fears, you get it. But as I said, I took the first step because I changed my perspective and I realized this isn't about me. This is about serving other people and serving my family and providing for my family. And so I learned exactly what I needed to do. That was like my mission. I'm going to research, learn, and tell me what to do, and I will freaking do it. So I went to my mentor in this business and I said, tell me what to do and I will do it. So she said, here's a list of what you need to do on a daily basis. Consistently over time, you will see results. You're not going to do this. It's just like working out. I'm not going to do this to-do list for my business or work out one day and expect results, right? And I think we kind of want that, you know, this is how our society is. We want that immediate gratification. So I had to have that, again, the right perspective on this and understand for the first time in my life at 24 years old, understand the importance of consistency. So what I did, and she told me, do this at, this is the minimum. If you want to grow faster, double it. If you want to grow faster, er, er, Triple it. You get it. And do it consistent, consistently and don't worry about the progress. Don't worry about anything. Just put your head down and do the work. And over time, you will see results. And I started to think that's kind of like fitness. So I get that. Like you're not expecting to see results in a week or two weeks. You just, some everyone's different as well. 
So I'm going to just do this. And so I trusted my mentor. I trusted the process and I was consistent. What I found by being very consistent and doing very basic things that were easy to do, but also easy not to do, right? Because these tasks on this list might take five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, nothing big. But what I found is that the over time, that needle started to move. I started to see results in my business growing. My network of friends started to grow. I started to be able to help more women and, and some men actually too. I have, I feel like I'm, I'm like, I don't know if it's because I'm from the Midwest, but I did attract dudes that wanted to get into fitness as well. So that was fun. And I was helping these people get to their fitness goal. But then what I, what I realized what was my real huge passion was helping people start their own business and helping them and teaching them how to grow a business, mentoring them in business and leadership. Leadership and business ended up becoming my jam over time. But what I realized is that over time, doing the things that are easy to do, but also easy not to do, compounded over time, blew my mind. The, the, it was massive results. And if you think about saving money or investing money, what do they all say about that? Do you follow Dave Ramsey? Starting to invest in yourself in uh, you know, an IRA or like, you know, doing investments, doing that. It could, it's, could be so small. And if you're young and you're in your 20s, and it doesn't matter if you're not young, I'm just saying, I feel like young people just like mm, push this off to the side. I started investing when I was 24 because I heard a podcast like this about compound interest. I highly recommend that every, and it doesn't, again, this could be, you could be 60 or 70 listening to this, or you could be 18 years old. Just every single paycheck start taking a little bit out. It could be $20 right now. If you're in high school, even start doing this $20 and putting that aside. I recommend if you wanted to invest it, when if you're over 18 or if you have a parent to help you start investing it in a IRA, traditional IRA, follow actually, you know, what's a good resource for this. Brett Johnson, Shalene Johnson's husband. He's, he's taught me a lot and I follow Dave Ramsey and all these, it's just how he teaches really clicks with me, but he can teach you about this. He shares a lot. So follow him on Instagram. And then he has like a, a course called, um, money magnet one one Maybe not. I don't know. I can't remember, but follow him on Instagram. You can find out his, his, uh, all the things that he offers, but he's a great resource for you. But just doing that now, every single week out, out of every single paycheck, Taking a little bit out every single week, $20, $50, $100, whatever you can afford, and investing in yourself, over time, could you imagine what that's going to do, especially with compounded interest? And there's another thing that Brett Johnson has shared with me. It's called Wealth Front. Wealth Front. So if you're somebody who wants to save money but don't want to invest, but you want like something for your saving, you don't want to get some kickback. Wealthfront actually offers, I believe it's 5% interest. So like you put your money in there, you get 5% for your money. So like, just look into it, just look into it. But what I'm saying is over time, when you're investing money over time, that builds and builds and builds and that compound interest builds and builds and builds. But most people don't do it because most people are not consistent. Okay. So why should you be consistent? 
you build trust and confidence. So what I mean by that in relationships, if you show up for your spouse or your friend and you're a consistent friend, you're a consistent wife, you're a consistent husband, and you are, it, it's even keel. It's not like some days you're good. Some days you show up on time. Some days you plan, some weeks you plan a date night. Sometimes you remember a birthday. No, this, by the way, if you are not married yet and you're younger, I want to tell you the most important decision that you're ever going to make in your entire life is the person that you marry. Somebody just posted the other day about like, you know, it was a married couple. They've been married. They're happily married. And oops, I hit my mic. Sorry. Um, They've been happily married for a long time. And they're just like saying, you know, we don't believe, we don't believe in divorce and we believe in but in, not when the, when problems arise or the going gets tough, we don't believe in giving up. We believe on working on our marriage. And by the way, I agree, full heartedly agree with that. But the reason why it's important to to be consistent in your relationships and find somebody who is consistent and find somebody who is willing to do the work. So one of the biggest decisions you'll make in your life is going to be who you marry. Because when the going gets tough, you need somebody there to help work on the issues because it's, it's, uh, I won't say it's impossible, but it's hard to make a marriage work when you're just doing the work yourself. So find a partner or be that spouse in your marriage right now. And sometimes guys, it takes you being the wife or the husband if somebody isn't doing the work or being consistent or doing the things, be the person, get the ball rolling. Sometimes it's us showing up that inspires the people around us. Like if you start working out, the people around you are going to be like, wait, what are you doing? I want to do that. You can inspire and motivate the people around you. And that goes for your spouse as well. Okay. But being consistent in your marriage, in your relationships shows that you're a consistent person, you're reliable, and it builds trust. It builds credibility. When you have a job, if you're, you know, at at work, okay, your employer will see that you're showing up on time every single day. You're doing a great job. You're not doing the bare minimum. You know what I mean? And you're always very consistent. That shows credibility. Consistency will also lead to building routines, which I don't have to tell you guys twice. I'm like a huge advocate for like having a morning routine, rituals routines throughout your day, a nighttime routine. I don't know many successful people who don't have a routine, just FYI. So consistency will actually lead you to build more routines, which I'm all about that. You show up for yourself. When you say, I'm going to be consistent, I'm setting this goal, this is what I'm going to do. You're showing up for yourself, which helps you build trust within yourself and confidence within yourself. And you and you start to view yourself as more of a reliable person, a credible person, Um, you know, somebody who can make commitments and be consistent. It'll help you achieve more of your goals. If you are, like I said, with my business, I didn't see results in the first month, two months, maybe, maybe it was three months. And then slowly, but surely there'll be like a, a little bit, a little bit here and there, a little result here, a little result there. Somebody actually wrote me back, whatever it was. And I started to slowly but surely see those results because they compounded over time. But I needed to consistently be doing the work without seeing the results, which is really hard, I know. But then over time, it's so worth it. And then guess what? 
Actually, I'll get into that in a second about momentum, but it's going to help you achieve more of your goals. The goals that you're writing, uh, if you got the hyper-focused journal, I know a lot of the listeners have got that journal. Make sure that you know when you're writing those things down and you're setting, you know, this is what I'm going to be doing today and building that routine and all that stuff. It's not going to happen right away, but stick to your journal. Be consistent using your journal because your journal is literally built. How I created it is to help you create a routine, be consistent, and then over time, 10x your goals. You become better as a person, well-rounded. You're better, you know, if you set the goal to get a workout in. And when you start working out, you want to eat better. And when you start eating better, you have more energy. And when you have more energy, you're more likely to have a morning routine and wake up earlier. And I mean, it's just a snowball effect. So this will make you better being consistent. You have more stability in your family life, in your relationships, in your business, in your savings, in your income. You have stability across the board. You have more accountability if you're like, hey, because you start showing up for yourself, you're more accountable. Like, I'm going to do this. Also, I always recommend sharing this with somebody else. Hey, we're going to do this. Let's stay accountable and let's be consistent together. Okay. Like, for example, I'm doing dry January and um, I'm, I'm, talked with a friend at New Year's dinner. I'm like, we should do dry January together. So it's been fun. We're like texting each other. And it's just like, you know, me and it's my friend, Amber Botese. Her and I are just like sending joke memes about it and whatever. But it's just fun to have somebody to do it with you and to just hold you accountable. You know what I mean? Time out real quick. I want to talk to you about the Hyper Focus Journal. This is a journal that I've been gushing about on my podcast over and over and over. So something that I used to struggle with anytime I wanted to start something, whether it be a new workout program, a new business, whatever the thing is, I would always be waiting to feel motivated to start. When the reality is, what I've learned is that action creates motivation. So all you need to do is like literally take the first step. And the first step could be getting the hyper-focused journal and just starting slowly but surely creating that morning routine. You guys already know this about me, but I went from being broke, shy, insecure, on state assistance, working 50 hours a week away from my son, and just being completely stressed and overwhelmed in my life. And how I turned that all around was by changing my daily habits. And that is what you're going to get with the Hyper Focus Journal. There's no BS. There's no fluff. It's not going to take you a week or two to try to read the directions and figure out how to use the dang thing. It's very straightforward to the point and it gets the job done. This is the planner that you're actually going to use. With the Hyper Focus Journal, it's going to help you in so many ways. It's going to help you gain confidence, change your mindset, have peace and calmness, stop feeling so scattered daily, feel more accomplished, and get focused. Okay, let's just get to the point. What is this journal inside? So you're going to get my full goal setting system. It's a five-step process. I'm telling you, the most basic step-by-step guide on goal setting that you've ever seen. And then you go into the daily pages. And on the daily pages, it's going to prompt you to do affirmations, gratitude. I'm going to teach you how to create and pick your hyper-focused goals. And then you'll create a hyper-focused to-do list and then just a regular to-do list every single day. It's going to keep you accountable. It's going to build those daily habits and you're going to be able to 10X your goals 
Oh, and last thing, it's really cute. There's two different covers to choose from. One is like this dreamy ocean vibe. And then the other one is like this very chic, bold, professional red. They are both seven by 8.25 size. And what I love about that is it's big enough to use. It's not like a notepad, but also you can throw it in your purse. You know what I mean? So it's not too small, not too big. So you have that daily hyper-focus to-do list every single day, wherever you go. That is why I love the hyper-focus journal. I made this for myself, and if you're like me, I created it for you too. So just head over to hyperfocusmentor.com and use the code obsessed at checkout to get free shipping off your order. Again, that's hyperfocusmentor.com and use the code obsessed for free shipping on your journal and you can order yours today. Stress reducing. When you are consistent, it really does make you feel more peace, calmness, you it like again, again more stability um, and it reduces stress in your life. You don't feel so scattered. You know what I mean when you're Again, with the hyper-focused journal even, or whatever, if you're using a, a notebook or whatever, creating that to-do list and having something to work on and having goals and having a routine, all of this ties into being consistent, which reduces stress and keeps you less scattered. So you're not like running around crazy and your kids don't feel that. How we show up as parents and how our reactions are to certain things, whatever it may be. Our kids learn, they're learned behaviors. I'm sorry. They learn how you, your reactions are. If you are crying over the smallest things and stressed out and having like a oh pity party over the tiniest of things, your kids feel that. Your kids feel that and they're going to duplicate and it's a learned behavior. They're going to duplicate what they see. Okay. So just a reminder as a parent too, this could help you with your parenting marriage, fitness, nutrition, goals. I mean, this can help you really in so many areas. Like I said, um, again, good. I just wrote on here, good examples for the kids. I wanted to make sure I touched on that. We need to lead by example. So whether I'm telling you starting to work out, have your kids be there, have your kids watch you. When you say though, just a tidbit for any parents out there, when you say, Hey, I am going to start working out because I want to be healthy. And you tell your children that, please do it. Please just do it. Or don't tell them till you know you're going to do it. And then you got a couple weeks under your belt and you're like, okay, I can show up for myself. I can do this. And we're going to get into that in a second. But please just, if you tell your kids you're going to show up and do this stuff for yourself, just do it because we don't want to teach our kids. We want to lead by example. And by the way, I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of this. And it's like, oh, I got to do this. Like, for example, Last year, I set a goal to do one-on-one dinner dates with my son Lane because he's getting older and whatever, and he has two special needs siblings, and we have five kids all together, and it's just like a busy, busy, busy thing. So I just, and we used to do it all the time. So I'm like, we're going to do that. And I set a goal again this month or this year to do it again because I saw that I dropped the ball on some months. He's busy. Then I was busy. We did take a one-on-one trip. We did do a lot of monthly dinner dates. Don't get me wrong. But I felt like I could do better. You know what I mean? I didn't give myself a 10 in that category. So I just want to make sure when I tell my son, though, hey, we're going to do monthly date nights and go to dinner together, just you and me, none of the other kids. And he was so excited about that. Like, I better show up. You know what I'm saying? Just be that example for your children. And then results over time in all areas. Okay. Now, let me just tell you, 
consistency cannot be confused with being perfect. Again, I this morning, I was supposed to get up and do my morning routine and fill out my hyper-focused journal and do my Bible recap that I committed to. And I didn't do any of those things. I'm going to do it after I'm done. I had a podcast interview today. Then I wanted to record this podcast. So I got, you know what I mean? I'm not perfect. Every day isn't going to be perfect. You're going to yell sometimes to your kids or you're going to have moments of weakness or moments where you skip a workout or whatever. The best thing though is to remind yourself that consistency does not equal perfection or perfectionism. You're not, you're not, that's, that's a scary road to go down to try to be a perfectionism. Like, no, our perfectionist, sorry. We don't want that because it's all about progress, progress, doing your best and moving the needle forward and giving yourself grace, but don't give yourself too much grace where you're like, oh, I did one day over 30 day workout or 75 hard. I'm doing this. Here we go. And you made it today three. Don't beat yourself up about it, but like, let's get back on the on track or maybe do 75 medium, maybe 75 easy if that's a thing. <laughs> okay. Now here's the good news. Skills can be most, I don't want to say all skills, most skills can be learned. Isn't that great news? So so for example, when I started my business, I'm going to keep going back to that, but I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about business. I didn't know anything about a compensation plan. I didn't know anything about leadership skills. I didn't know anything, but I had to learn certain skills, which also takes time. So again, if you're starting something out and you're very consistent, reminder, don't compare your chapter one to somebody's chapter 40. Okay. You are you. And I always recommend to realize that skills can be learned just because you see somebody else being able to be a natural at something or they're further along than you. Don't compare yourself to them. Use them as inspiration if you can. Totally do that. But skills can be learned. You can grow. You can get better. And how you get better is by doing and showing up every single day, just a little bit every single day. The littlest thing. The, the tasks or courses you take. So, so say you wanted to learn a business and there was a course that you had to take to learn this business, right? So you don't have to think to yourself, I have to get this entire course done before I can join or before I start. Just do little bits every single day. That that will prevent burnout, being overwhelmed, feeling discouraged, just little bits every single day, consistently over time, things that are easy to do, but also easy are easy not to do, compounded over time, give you massive results, okay? Number one, expectations. You need to expect this. Okay, so for example, if you're like, I'm going to stop, I'm trying to think, snacking at night and having a glass of wine at night. So, If your expectations in your head and the story we're telling ourselves in our head is, oh, but I don't know, I can't do that because I just am never going to follow through with this because, well, you know, I always really want that. Okay. No, we need to expect that we are going to be consistent and we're going to show up for ourselves and we're going to do a good job. And so if there is something like stop stacking at night, think of an alternative to replace that. And even if it's not forever, Like you don't think that you could keep up with this just for the time being for the first 21 days, 21 days to create a habit or break a habit, right? 
So, and I feel like you can create a habit in shorter periods of time, but that's for another episode for sure. Let's just say 21 days. If you're going this, you know, slow and steady rate, which I recommend if you're somebody who falls off the wagon, which I feel like that is majority of people. I know that's me sometimes too. So I'm, I can be one or the other, all or nothing. <laughs> that's me in a nutshell. So I, and I realize that about me and I'm working on that. Sometimes it's a blessing. Sometimes it's a curse. So I'm working on that. I'm a work in progress, but I know for a fact that if my expectations are that I'm going to quit, I'm going to quit. So I, I know for me and for majority of people, we need to have clear expectations and believe that we will follow through with this. We believe that we will not drink wine and snack at night because we're going to replace it with this. And it's, you know, we're, we're going to stop this. And then maybe like figure out why, why are we having a glass of wine every, every single night? Like, what is that? Is there something there? Do we need to work on that? Or is it just a habit? Most of the time it's a habit. It's just a habit that we're used to. So replacing negative talk with positive talk. Remind yourself of how amazing you feel when you create a list or you accomplish something or you made it that whole night and you didn't snack or have that glass of wine or you planned a date night or wrote out your goals or did a workout, whatever the thing is, remind yourself how great it feels when you accomplish that, right? Like feel yourself in that moment. How do I feel right now? Okay, I accomplished that. I feel really good about myself. And have an accountability. We'll, we'll get in that. Have somebody like I do with my friend Amber for dry January. We're just like, dude, going strong. This is easy peasy. And some days we're just like, ooh, odd fellows with a glass of wine sounds great. <laughs> but we're going strong. We're going to do this. Okay, so let me just give you four things um, that can help you. So number one, creating a to-do list every single day. You guys, I don't have to tell you this twice. I use the hyperfocus journal, but you don't have to. You can get a regular notebook. I just recommend don't doing it digitally because there's some there's studies that have been done and that show that pen to paper, pencil to paper, it does something in your brain. It helps you feel more motivated. It helps you, you know, like remember these things when, especially when you're writing your goals, you you gotta write them on paper. Okay, so creating a to do list. So if it's for some, for example, like for my business, I needed a plan. So what is that area? So let's, but let's, before we go into number one, actually we'll make this number one and number two will be to-do list. How about that? Number one, write down the areas in your life that you want to be consistent in. So whatever area that is. Number two, to-do list. So now that you have your area in mind, obviously you're probably driving. So do this later, but just start thinking about it and brainstorming. What area? Is it fitness? Is it my nutrition? Is it starting a business? Is it just creating a morning routine? Like literally guys, side note, if I could give you, I was talking with my friend Kat and she's like, well, what? I want to make changes in the new year and I want to do this and where would I start? If I could give you one piece of advice, one thing to add to your life that will eventually change other areas of your life, it would be being consistent with and developing a morning routine. Okay. So let's just say you're going to start a morning routine and it doesn't have to be super early. This morning routine could literally take five minutes. Promise. My morning routine has been become very dramatic and high maintenance. And like, that's me. I'm like, okay, what can we add to this? Let's make it more difficult. But it brings me joy. Maybe it will bring you joy too, but I wouldn't start there. I would do something just every morning, 
You're going to pour yourself a cup of coffee. You're going to sit down in a place where you're not going to get bothered, change your awareness. I think maybe even going in your car. I go in my sauna, but I used to go in my car. If you live somewhere nice, go outside. Just have some alone time with God or just by yourself. Just do some breathing exercises, whatever you want to do. And then create your to-do list for the day. You and be consistent on this morning routine. Be consistent with creating your to-do list. That is going to really change a lot. Number three, make a plan on paper, do a brain dump. So again, what now we know some areas we want to start being consistent in, in, we are expecting it, right? We're creating, we're creating a morning routine and going to do a to-do list every single day. That's, that's something so easy to start, right? When we're trying to be more consistent in areas of our life, that's an easy way to start is, okay, I just have to make a to-do list. It's not like, okay, I have to wake up at 4.30 AM and start lifting weights. That might evolve and come maybe not at 4.30 AM, but like starting working out will come, but let's just start with that. And then three, now during your morning routine or sometime, let's create a plan on paper. Do a brain dump. I love doing this. So just brain dump. Here's a couple prompts that I want you to, you can do one or the other. Number one, plan on paper, brain dump. What do you want out of life? Like what would a dream life look like? And don't worry about how you're going to do it. Just brain dump and journal what your life looks like. Like visualize what you want in your life, who you want in your life, where you want your life to go, what you want to be doing, where are you traveling, what do you own, like whatever it is. Don't worry about how. Worry about what you want. Brain dump that, okay? And another thing you could do is brain dump like areas that you want to change in um, areas that you, not that so much that you want to change, but you want to improve on. Do a brain dump on that in your morning routine. Journal about these things. And what you're going to realize doing this consistently over time is you're going to realize that Hey, I can't, I, this feels good doing this routine. This feels good showing up for myself every single day, creating this list. You're going to start visualizing and dreaming bigger, doing that brain dump, plan to paper, make a plan and be consistent. And then you're going to start wanting to set goals. Okay. Now this could be when you do a plan to paper, do your to-do list, do your goals, do whatever. Think about nutrition. Think about fitness in your workouts. Think about your relationships. Think about all those areas, not just one area of your life. Think about career. Think about finances. Think about friends. Think about hobbies. Think about all these areas when you're starting to make that plan on paper and doing these brain dumps. I want you to think about all the areas, okay? And I just did an episode on friendships. Make sure you go back and listen to that if that's an area of your life you want to improve on. And then I also did an episode a couple episodes ago it was called Design Your Dream Life. That might be a good episode for you as well. So I'm not going to go into that now. So let's go on to number four. Number four is accountability. As I've been telling you, Amber Botesi and I were texting back and forth. I have accountability. When I started my business and I started my I, what I called it, actually, I coined this term. I don't know if anyone gives me credit for it, but I feel like I need a trophy. I need credit for coining this term. I came up with Power Hour To-Do List. So in our business uh, back in the day, you know, this was 15 years ago, I was like, I need a list. I need a plan. I need all these things. I need to be consistent. What do we, tell me what to do and I will do it. And my mentor told me, you need to do these things. 
So it was kind of like in a conversation, but I was taking notes. So I was like, okay, I need to create a to-do list because I need to have a list because I have ADHD and I need to have a plan and a list. Otherwise, all of this is out the window and I need to know what I'm going to do every single day. So I took my notes from our, from our call when she told me that and I made a to-do list. And so I made this to-do list and I put it on my computer screen so I knew every single day. And actually I had my to-do list and a picture of my, I think it was me and Lane. I can't remember. It was definitely Lane or maybe our whole family. And I pinned it on there, like the picture of Lane, maybe a picture of Disney World because that was one of my goals and then my to-do list. So it's like every single time I sit at this clunky computer with my clunky keyboard, I know what I'm going to do. So accountability. We actually, my mentor had an accountability call and it was called the fast track team or something. I don't remember. It was accountability call where we had to get on that call every Sunday and tell the group of people what we had done that day or that week. So we had to track every single day and then show up on that call and say, this was our results. That helped me literally. I can't even. The accountability that I gained from that is mind-blowing. So now when I mentor women, I usually get these newer women starting their own business. I like to get them in a pod on in like a Facebook Messenger so they have that accountability. So for you, and for example, when I, uh, my friend Ashley and I, if we started a new workout program, we're both doing Dig Deeper. So it's a new workout program. Anyways, it's freaking amazing. I'm on day three. So we're doing this program and she's like a week ahead of me, but we're still, we like to do the same program so we can like snap each other and like keep each other accountable with our workouts and just share. It's fun to have a friend to share with or a spouse to share with. So if your spouse, husband or wife, if you can get them on board with whatever the thing is that you need to be accountable, have them do it with you. Or maybe it's your relationship and you want Jen Delvo, I just did an interview with her and she was talking about how she had to express, have a sit down conversation. They had to express their needs and wants together, husband and wife. And she said, Hey, I want you to take this role where you ask me out on a date. You like start dating me again, ask me out on a date, pick the restaurant, do all the things. And so that is so healthy for relationships. So to be accountable, sit down with your spouse, say, hey, this is something I want to grow on, grow our relationship on. And one of the things is I think we should do weekly date night, or I think we should do in uh, at, in the evening, do a devotional. Joey and I used to always do this devotional together. And I think that was really great because before you just sit down and be like, okay, I have to turn on This Is Us or whatever you're watching together. You sit down and have a time to connect with your spouse. And I will be honest, I have this new devotional that we need to start and we haven't started it. And I really need to do that. That's on my to-do list. See, you guys reminded me by me having to talk about this. And number five is goals. So after you create this to-do list, after you, you know, have the plan on paper and you start doing that, after you find somebody to hold you accountable, you might want to think about starting to set some goals, set some goals, again, pen to paper. So how I do goal setting, again, listen to if you want more details, because I'm wrapping this up right now. But if you want more details, there's a couple episodes that I've done on goal setting, designing your dream life, and uh, goals and vision. But if you really want like the nitty gritty, I am hosting a masterclass in January. So just go to at Mindy Wender or at Obsessed or Not Interested 
and just shoot me a DM. Say, hey, I listened to the podcast. I'm interested in that goal setting thing that you talked about. It's going to be more than just goal setting, but I will share that. But in a nutshell, what I do is I take out my, and in the hyper-focused journal, I literally, it's it's more, I call it a journal, but it is it is a journal. It is a planner, but it's really like a goal setting, dream life, consistency, accountability type of vibe. That's what you get. You get my full goal setting system in there. And so it's a step-by-step guide, step one through five. It's not all busy and all the fluff and takes you a week to read the directions, figure out how to use it. It tells you, okay, this is how I do my goal setting thing for the last 15 years and it works. Okay. Here's how you're going to do it. Now write out your goals. So take out a piece of paper or get a hyper-focused journal or a notebook or a piece of paper, whatever you want to do, one through 10, and then write out your goals. And then I go a bit further and I do short-term goals and then I teach you how to do it like daily, daily, how to do it, checking in with your goals and how to, remember I said, takes 21 days to create a habit. Well, I my ADHD has allowed me to learn how to make it in three days. <laughs> I don't have 21 days. Let's be honest. No, I'm just kidding. So the hyper-focus journal literally allows you to collapse time and make it a habit within like three days and also 10 extra goals because you're focused, you're hyper-focused on the things that move the needle forward. Okay. So before I let you go, I just want to say, I am so grateful I am so grateful. I can't even tell you the last couple weeks and episodes, you guys have been filling my, first of all, in the reviews that you wrote me, in my DMs, sending me messages. And it's just, I can't even, words cannot describe how grateful that I am for you guys, that you take the time every week, you subscribe, you take the time every week to listen to these episodes, you 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 uh, share it on your social media or with your friends you leave reviews and just all of the things like seriously, every week I go and I'm like, did this, did this episode help anybody? So I know sometimes it helps us, but we don't do the review, but literally that is like, I don't know. That is the best thing you can do. When my son asked me what he can get me, I'm like, Lane, I don't want a gift. Just write me a nice letter or write something nice in a card. Uh, my lo- my uh, love language is words of affirmation. So <laughs> if you guys want to fill up my love tank, <laughs> I'm calling on you. Go leave me, go to obsessed or not interested at obsessed or not interested on Instagram. Shoot me a DM there or at Mindy Wender on Instagram. Shoot me a DM there. Or I would love you to pieces because I go to Apple Podcasts and I look at the reviews that you actually took the time out of your day to write. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so nice. So anyways, it just really means the world. I'm so grateful for all of you guys. Make sure that if this helped you at all, please share it on your stories, on your social media. Please subscribe and hit, if you're on Spotify, hit that little bell thing because then it'll alert you every time there's a new episode. And if you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, feel free to leave a review. I would love you for eternity. Okay, have a great day and I will talk to you next week. Seriously, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Obsessed or Not Interested podcast. I love connecting with you on social media. So if you guys want, please shoot me a DM at either our podcast Instagram, which is at Obsessed or Not Interested, or even my personal Instagram, which is at Mindy Wender. I check them both, so either is fine. Oh, and truly, if this has helped you even 1%, 
If you could do me a huge solid and leave me a rating and review, that would mean the world to me. When you guys do that, here's, here's why I really love it. It's because it helps the podcast be able to reach more women who want and need this. So truly, that is like the best compliment you could ever give me is just leaving ratings and reviews for this podcast. Anything that I talked about in today's episode, any links or resources, you will find that in the show notes. Thank you for listening to today. Can't wait to chat more in the DMs and don't forget to tune in next Tuesday.